This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. I'm now to turn to the story that I think everybody's talking about this week. In fact, it's generated uh, headlines around the world. Maybe more attention than, than our next guest uh, thought this would get. But, uh, you know, look, we, we all have gone to public swimming pools, take our kids to public swimming pools, or for that matter, you know, I get a kid who plays hockey, do a lot of tournaments. What do you look for? Well, you got to have a hotel with a swimming pool. Otherwise, the kids are going to go nuts. So how clean is that water you're throwing your kids into? We were at a hotel recently where there was, uh, you know, uh, a number two in the pool, and uh, that shut everything down. So our kids now swimming. But what about urine? I don't think, you know, I mean, kids pee in pools. I think we know that. Probably adults do too. Easy to get away with. So how much urine would you expect to encounter in your typical community swimming pool? Well, uh, a lot apparently, as this uh, recent study out of the University of Alberta found. Joining us on the line is the uh, lead author of this study. Uh, Lindsay Blackstock is a graduate student uh, at the University of Alberta, a PhD candidate. This uh, study published in Environmental Letters, I believe, is is the journal. Is that right, Lindsay? Um, yeah, it's in Environmental uh, Science and Technology Letters. Ah, okay. There we go. Well, anyway, congratulations on that, and welcome to the program. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm happy you're interested in our research. Uh, well, I, I'm not alone, obviously. <laughs> right? This has been getting a lot of attention. It Absolutely. must be kind of overwhelming to you. Absolutely. I've, uh, I think I've been talking straight for the last 72 hours, or that's how it feels anyways. Yeah, no kidding. All right, so just kind of give us, uh, you know, an, an overview of how you approach this question, what, what you took a look at, and what you found. Sure. So uh, to start off, we, we weren't actually measuring urine specifically. We wanted to see if we could use the artificial sweetener called asulfame, or I'll call it ACE for short. We wanted to see if we could use ACE as an indicator of urine in swimming pools and hot tubs. So this is actually a strategy that's been used in a lot of previous research uh, using artificial sweeteners as indicators of human waste in environmental water bodies, so rivers, lakes, groundwater. But this concept had never been applied to recreational waters, so hot tubs and swimming pools. So we wanted to see if we could do that. All right, so explain the connection, though, between this artificial sweetener and, and urine. How does it help you detect... Absolutely. So artificial sweeteners are are pretty unique. So in general, they're in a lot of processed foods and drinks that uh, quite a large portion of the population consumes. Um, Also, the reason why they're quite often calorie-free is because they're very stable and our body doesn't metabolize them. So we excrete them out the exact same way that they go in. Um, And what's interesting about asulfame and why we chose that as our target is it's excreted exclusively in urine. So more than 99% of what we put in our mouth comes out through urine. So um, and it, it's uh, also synthetic, so it's man-made, and there's really no other potential input of this sweetener into swimming pools or hot tubs besides urine. So it makes it a really good marker. Right, because obviously when, when someone urinates in the swimming pool, it's not as though you could go in and scoop out just that urine, exactly. right? It all blends together, right? Absolutely. Um, also, too, uh, urine typically is considered to be sterile. Uh, there's no real health concern with urine itself. But when urine 
uh, is interacting with the disinfectants in pools, a lot of those components in urine can react to form disinfection byproducts. And some of those disinfection byproducts have been associated with um, eye irritation. Um, so if you go to the pool, you might get red eyes. It's also this uh, particular disinfection byproduct called trichloramine. That's what's responsible for that chlorine or what people think is a chlorine smell. It's actually a trichloramine smell. Um, so this, uh, this byproduct it, over long-term exposure has also been linked to occupational asthma in professional swimmers and in pool workers. Okay. So in terms of the question then, how much urine would you say is in a typical community swimming pool? I mean, it, it sounds like a lot. Um, sure. So uh, in terms of a typical swimming pool, that I, I couldn't really say because we only did the estimates for two swimming pools of two different sizes. So um, I'm going to say likely you'd probably find urine in almost every pool you look at. As we did, we found the sweetener in every single pool and hot tub we looked at. Um, but in terms of the estimate, we found um, in the larger pool we looked at was about one-third of the size of an Olympic-sized swimming pool. Okay. Um, and we found uh, we estimated 75 liters of urine could be responsible for the level of sweetener that we detected. And in the smaller pool, which was about half the size of the first, we found approximately 30 liters of urine uh, we estimated would be required to lead to the concentration of sweetener that we detected. Okay, so that, that, that sounds like a lot. <laughs> it does sound like a lot, but you can imagine uh, 75 liters uh, dissolved or, or diluted into 840,000 liters is a very, very small percentage. Right. Now, I, I guess maybe more to, to put it a different way, it sounds like there are a lot of people doing this. I, I read somewhere, I think the, the typical bladder holds less than a liter of urine. Um, yes. Yeah, so Is that I right? So if you, you know, that, so that's a lot of people peeing in the pool, it sounds like. Um, uh, potentially. So <laughs> there, we actually did not monitor the number of people using the pools. And of course, that would be, you would then have to sort of like either poll them and ask, hey, did you pee in the pool today? <laughs> right. Which uh, you're probably not going to get a straight answer anyways. Or then you would have to then estimate that every single person was peeing in the pool. So we actually didn't incorporate that into our study design, and, and we didn't um, estimate how many people were peeing. Okay. but and, and you hinted at it already, because as much as everyone's sort of freaking out about this, maybe it's not such a big deal. No, and it's a really easy solution. Just uh, quit, quit peeing in the pool. Uh, you just have to get out if, if nature calls and use the appropriate restroom. Um, it's, uh, we just really want to use these results uh, for public education. And uh, especially with how, how much uh, worldwide attention it's got, I think it'll make a lot of people think twice before they empty their bladders inside a swimming pool. But it should, should it make people think twice about going in the first place? Absolutely not. So um, we, we really want to reiterate, first of all, that uh, disinfection is good. You don't want to stop disinfecting the pools because that prevents the transmission of waterborne pathogens that can make you really sick. So that, that would be um, a, a more immediate risk if we stopped disinfecting the pools. Also, uh, we want to maintain that the potential risk or, uh, associated with exposure to the irritating DBPs, that's really quite small, um, especially compared to the health benefits that you get from maintaining a healthy lifestyle.
All right, very interesting. Lindsay, thanks so much for making some time for us here today. Appreciate Thank this. You. All right, take care. Uh, there you go, Lindsay Blackstock, PhD uh, student at the University of Alberta, PhD candidate, University of Alberta, grad student there, lead author on this study. Uh, so it seems like a fairly young woman still. So good for her for leading this study, getting published uh, in a prestigious uh, scientific journal, and then getting some worldwide media attention. Maybe not what you expect when you go into uh, chemistry and whatnot uh, at uh, university. So there you go. That's pretty cool. So maybe not such a big deal after all, she says. Right? So urine is sterile after all. As many have pointed out, up on the International Space Station, uh, you can filter and, and drink it. Uh, so that's okay. And obviously, we're putting chlorine in, in the water for a reason. But I think it's just the idea that people are doing this. Right? You pee in a toilet. It's kind of like, even if you were told that, you're in a sterile, no problem. And you were at a, a toilet... Someone had, uh, you know, taken the advice, if it's yellow, let it mellow, so it's all just sitting there, and you drop something in that toilet. Are you just going to roll up your sleeve and say, ah, pfft, you know, you're in sterile, i got to grab that, right? Or you would be grossed out by it, and you'd have to consider, do I really need that thing that I just dropped in there? That's how people look at it. So the idea that there might be 75 liters of urine in a swimming pool it just seems like a lot of people have made that their toilet, right? Uh, anyway, 403-974-8255. Let's see what uh, Blaine has to say. Hey, Blaine. Hey, afternoon, Rob. You kind of got me chuckling today. <laughs> well, that's uh, good. I, my dad gave me the business when I was a kid. He said, Blaine, don't pee in the pool. I said, well, Dad, everybody pees in the pool. He said, yeah, but not from the diving board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go, Blaine. Thanks for that. Anyway, quick break here. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.